from Sydney, Australia, to Nuggetuck, Connecticut, in the U.S. of A. Welcome to Wrestling's Week That Was, presented by MainEventMadness.com. Here are your hosts, Joel the Man O'Brien and Aaron the Mastermind Ramadan. Oh, holy crap. I was literally trying to set up the show and all of a sudden I turn around and I just realized that Kevin Owens just turned on his best friend, Sami Zayn, moments after the uh, the massive celebration claiming that uh, Sami Zayn is the new NXT World Heavyweight Champion. Holy shit. What a night. Well, hello, <laughs> wrestling fans and welcome to a very, very special edition of Wrestling's Week that was. I am Joel the Man O'Brien coming to you like I always do from the land down under, Sydney, Australia. And as always, I'm alongside my partner in crime, Aaron, the mastermind, Ramadanov. And tonight, Aaron, we are here to talk everything NXT TakeOver, our evolution. Holy shit, there is a lot to talk about. Um, straight off the heels of an incredible main event, and that was an incredible main event. Just give me your fresh thoughts. What are you thinking? What's going through your head after seeing NXT TakeOver, our evolution? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of at a loss for words. I, uh... As like you said, as we were getting ready, we we were you know about to sit down and and start the show, and then all of a sudden, uh, Kevin Owens turns on his uh, best friend Sami Zayn at the very end. So it, it's uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, you know, we've <laughs> it's all fresh in our minds. So uh, we're it. here to kind of console you and and make sure everything's okay, and you can uh, you can vent with us here um here tonight. Exactly right. And if you want to get in touch with us tonight, you can call in. We've already got callers waiting in line as we speak. You can call us in on 760-888-5749, or you can tweet either at me at Wrestling Break, or you can tweet Aaron at Aaron underscore PWP and give us your thoughts on the pay-per-view. Well, yeah, it technically is, it's a network special, but who gives a crap? It's a pay-per-view in our eyes and our minds. And and uh, yeah, I'll just, what, a, what a show. I'll just give you some of my thoughts straight off the bat. I mean, like... Again, after me kind of venting last week on Wrestling's Week, that was, and just kind of saying, you know, the product just kind of brings me down. NXT, every single week, reminds me of why I'm a wrestling fan. And then we have these specials, which are just so old school in nature, and they just nail it every single step of the way. Everything makes sense. Everything's logical, and everything is full of emotion. And once we get into uh, uh, the rest of the show, we uh, will be talking about that main event and what made it so good. But straight off the, we're going we're gonna to call this straight off the line. Caller, who is this, and where are you, where are you calling from? Why, well, I Hello. believe this is John Curry of Main Event Madness, gentlemen. Oh, John Curry from Main Event Madness. How you going, brother? Good. Are you guys? What a fuck! Um, <laughs> I drop an You can swear on the sh- how- You can swear on the show. Don't worry, man. What a fucking show, guys! I am. I don't remember the last time I got that excited over a championship match. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, like, I mean, we, we, we might as well start from the top and work our way down. Maybe that's the way you want to do it, Aaron. Does that sound good with you? That sounds that that sounds like the way to go right now because everything everyone's yeah. amped for this uh, favorite this main event here. You're telling me right now, and it's 
I mean, that that main event really just I, I'll, I'll bring it back to what I was talking about with emotion. I mean, so many main events this day and age in WWE on the main roster are devoid of real solid uh, 100% emotion. I mean, there was plenty of it going around when we when I was growing up in um in uh you know in the Attitude Era, but with the main events like that, everyone was behind Sami Zayn. You know, everyone. I don't I don't I don't, I don't care if you're old, young, a, a child, or middle aged or old. You know, everyone was behind Sami Zayn in that match, and everyone was invested in that finish and. And uh, we'll start with you, John. What did you think of that 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 finish? That last few sequences where Sami Zayn was looking at that belt and contemplating, turning and being, being what exactly what Adrian Neville said he couldn't be, and that was winning at all costs. I kind of, for me, I kind of transplanted myself into JBL's shoes. Like the only thoughts kept going through my head was in JBL's voice, like, "No, no, come on, damn it, no." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, definitely. Uh, hey, the, it just, just help tell the story, you know, that Sami Zayn would go to almost any length to achieve his dream and to finally win the NXT Championship. But he didn't have to go to the depth that he teased him going to. But man, what an awesome match! Yeah, I've still got goosebumps. Aaron, what did you think of it? I felt like you know, like John said, it was it was a perfect story throughout. It was really just a nice emotional roller coaster ride i mean and especially you know kind of reminds us a little bit about um you know how much emotion really plays into main events and how important it is to to garner that emotion especially the, the fans completely turned on adrian neville in this main event which was kind of ironic i thought it'd be at least you know 70 30 towards Sami Zayn, but uh you know i didn't i don't think i heard one you know at least long chant for adrian neville the entire match or the entire show so I think that really goes to show the booking they've done or how well the job yes. they've done with Sami Zayn and really, you know, just making him into a sympathetic baby face as they've done such a great job of, of making this feud into the most emotional feud you probably have seen all year. Uh, hands down, it's the most emotional feud, and you just nailed it, nailed it on the head. It's the booking of these characters. It's booking. Uh, the reason we didn't get those chance for Adrian Neville was because he's been booked as that kind of semi heel, like, and he'll do anything at any cost. And because everyone's so in love with Sami Zayn, he's just going to be that automatic heel in those big match situations. And holy crap, you know, like there were so many things to, like, to to point out in this match. One thing that's kind of like hit me at the end was that that tornado DDT that Sami Zayn can hit through that middle, that bottom rope on the outside. When he finally hits that move on WWE television, regardless of his character, which is going to garner a good uh, audience anyway, he is going to like set people's mind on fire with what he can do in that ring. That tornado DDT is incredible. I've seen it many times, but God damn, that's a good move. Well, we've, we've talked about it several times, you know, on the show that I think Sami Zayn really connects with every aspect of WWE's audience, whether it's the children, the hardcore fans, the casual fans. He really will. And I think once he does eventually make it to the main roster, I, I, I think there will be no time anytime soon because he's going to be NXT champion, I, I, I assume, for a long time. Um, but I, I think, you know, he really connects with every aspect of WWE's fan base. Um, and I, I, one point I wanted to make about this main event and this feud uh, especially tonight, was the commentary for this match. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we, we always bashed WWE's commentary, you know, Michael Cole and, and Jerry Lawler and JBL and all that. But I felt like Rich Brennan, Alex Riley, and Corey Graves did such a great job of just not overselling anything, but just selling it just enough to make us buy in, make us believe. Uh, I felt like they were quiet at times. They need to be quiet, especially for their entrances. 
Uh, you know, I think throughout the show, they they did such a great job, especially in this main event, of uh, really just helping enhance this match and this feud. John, what did you think of the commentary and um, any any other thoughts on the match itself? Well, first off, I was really impressed with how good of a job and how comfortable uh, Corey Graves seemed, you know. Mm-hmm. At least to us, he hadn't had any real exposure to that kind of environment, especially, you know, a free-per-view, pay-per-view, special, whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, if I could describe the commentary in one word, it's refreshing. The guys, all, yes. most, of, most of, if not all of their comments, did nothing but enhance what we were watching and make us more enticed and more almost obligated in the sense to want to see this match and see this match through. And it's something that the main roster commentary has been lacking severely. I'd even say since Jr. left and or left what five years ago now. Yeah, that's an, easy, an cool. easy five years. But can I just say one thing else before uh, you guys comment? Yeah, of course, boy. By all means. I feel so bad for the guys at TLC this weekend. <laughs> Aim into that. Absolutely. To live up to this. I mean, I was just mentioning that to one of uh, the friends of my show, and he's like, oh, they'll step it up. You know, in some regard, I think they will, and that just makes it like a Christmas present, basically, for us wrestling fans. So if they could step it up and actually outdo this show, whew. That is a yeah, but, but. Oh, obviously we're not going to talk too much TLC, but just in commenting on TLC, there are a few matches there that will that could deliver in a big way. And obviously the Dean Ambrose Bray Wyatt feud. If you've been following us on Wrestling's Week, that was me and Aaron are both uh, fans of that feud, and I think the match itself is going to be great. But uh, the great thing about this this show compared to TLC, TLC is full of gimmick matches all the way through the card. You got stair uh-huh. matches, table matches, TLC matches, something to, to you know, to get the audience invested because like, you know, right now it's hard to really kind of care about what's going on WWE television. This show was just tag matches and singles matches and squash matches. That's it. And, 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 far and away that this show got over more than, than uh, WWE has in the last, like ever since SummerSlam as in regards to, as in regards to me, but, uh, an amazing, amazing main event, and uh, I, I, I loved everything about it. I think I think Adrian Neville. Let's just talk about Adrian Neville very quickly. I think for a guy that's a small, he would be considered a, van- uh, a vanilla midget if you were Kevin Nash. If we're going to use an old school term, uh, but that guy looked like a main event star, even though he was uh, he was shorter than Sami Zayn, he was smaller, but he was absolutely holding his own. You believed him as an NXT world champion. And I think that's a testament to Adrian Neville. He's grown so much in the last like few months with his promo ability and his, his wrestling, his wrestling has been fantastic. But uh, uh, John, what did you, we'll go, we'll go to Aaron this, this time around. What did you, what did you think of Adrian yeah. Neville's performance here on the, on the big stage? Well, you kind of said it. I, I think he really looked like a champion tonight, you know, from, from the, and I love the little, the little things they did as far as production wise, they did for this main event. They had them waiting backstage and then have them come out. I thought that was a really nice touch. I, I felt like Adrian Neville the whole time looked like the champion and the guy to beat, you know, with just with some of the little stuff he was doing um, up until the match. And in, in the match, it was, you know, like we've, we've talked about before, Sami Zayn was struggling to break that barrier of should I use this title or not. And, you know, Adrian Neville, we talked about before, 
has become this character where he will do anything to win, anything to retain his title. It doesn't matter what, whether it's pulling the ref in front of him, you know, going on to the outside of the ring, anything to retain his title. So I feel like his character, from where it started when he when he won this title against Bo Dallas at uh, NXT Arrival, to now completely different characters, 100% completely oh. different. Big time, absolutely. And, and John, what do you think? I was just, you know, as a casual fan, you know, I haven't been watching NXT as, as much as I wanted to. I've been caught up the last month or so in the product. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you just have to sit there and almost be blown away because, I mean, and I'm sure we'll get to talking about the other guys in a minute, but just the overall presence that a lot of these guys on the card had. And, and to talk about Adrian Neville, sorry, got a little bit off topic there. I mean, he, he just, like, exuded star. I mean, everything, everything about him, He, if you want to see the main event of NXT, look at Adrian Neville and you're seeing what it is. And, you know, part of that's because he's been able to change his character, tweak his character up a little bit, and kind of stay fresh, you know, with the pseudo-heel character that he has. But, I mean, even the casual, real casual fans that might tune, in that, or tune into it for the heck of it just have to be blown away and excited, you know, for the prospect of him up on the main roster in the future. Yeah, uh, I think uh, he definitely does exude the, the the new wave. I hope, hopefully, the new wave of uh, uh-huh. upper mid card, upper mid card, high mid card, uh, uh, to maybe even main event kind of statures of of performers that we're going to see. You know, like this year it hasn't been the best year for WWE, but uh, obviously one of the biggest highlights was Daniel Bryan winning that World Heavyweight Championship in the main event of WrestleMania, and being one of the most over characters of tw- of 2014 and. Who says that Sami Zayn is not going to do the same thing when he finally gets to the, the main event roster? Obviously, there's so many uh, intangibles that could come into play. Timing, the, the uh, WWE's booking strategy hasn't been the best. So you know, and obviously the Charlotte uh, Natalia match, which I'll definitely get into it on Wrestling's Week that was on Saturday. I'll be definitely having a rant about that. You, you worry what the the future is going to hold for these guys, but in the meantime, there's a different uh, good vibe surrounding it. But let, let, let's just uh, before we let you go, John. Let's just quickly just talk about let's talk about this uh, Kevin Owens shocking moment before we just went on the air. And <laughs> Kevin Owens, I mean, like Aaron, Aaron, straight off the bat, you you picked it, you picked it, and I was I like, oh, I don't know if they, I didn't know if they're going to pull the trigger because you know this is Sami Zayn's night. But we all believe. I, I love uh, one one thing. I'll just quickly say before I let you talk, Aaron, is like <laughs> this. We're so conditioned to see these celebratory things, right? Uh, WWE's conditioned us, that's the end of the show. We're going to leave with this. You know, like, I mean, we all walked away from the screen. We're getting ready for the show. And then, bam, NXT throws us a hardball. They give they give Sami Zayn his big moment. And then Kevin Owens shows his true, true colors and shows what he's all about. I think it was an com- incredibly well done swerve. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I hate to pat myself on the back, but I, you know, I, I did predict that I, I had a big article on, uh, on PWP uh, Tuesday where I predicted that Kevin Owens was either going to cost him the title or he was going to get thrown to this mix for the NXT title. And he, he did that. So like you said, I think this was, this reminded me a lot, a lot of SummerSlam 2013 where you had Daniel Bryan win the title and they did the confetti. They did the celebration you know, everything was happening, and then Randy Orton came out, of course, and then Triple H turned on Daniel Bryan. So it was a lot of uh, – similar to that, where we thought the show was over. I was convinced that was a great the show turn. was over. I, yeah, a great turn. And I think, 
and I even said it throughout the week, everything about Kevin Owens' character screams babyface. So the obvious, the obvious thing is for him to turn heel on the first show he's, he's appears on. I even, I, you know, I'm continuing to pat myself on the back, but I even <laughs> predicted in the article that they would have Owens come out either first or in the early part of the show to, to, to debut a match and then have him go away for the rest of the show. We got that little tease backstage, if you remember, where Sammy Zayn was getting re- ready for his match, and they kind of, uh, Owens and, and Zayn kind of locked eyes for a second, and then Zayn left the, the backstage area. So I feel like yep. they hinted at it all night. I think they, I think it was, but I, I think it wasn't telegraphed. It was just the perfect mix of, oh, it's going to happen. I don't, I don't think so. And then when Sami Zayn finally won, you said, oh, okay, then it's not going to happen. So I felt like it was a great turn, great swerve. And, and this is what you're supposed to do when you're, you're a wrestling promotion. You're supposed to keep the fans constantly guessing, constantly on their edge of their seat. You know, like I said, there's probably some people tonight that turned off, you know, uh, clicked out their browser or, or signed off and said, oh, Sami Zayn won and went to sleep. They're going to wake up tomorrow morning and see that Kevin Owens turned on, turned on Sami Zayn. So I thought it was a really good, really good um, booking from whoever booked it, whether it was Triple H or, or anybody in NXT. So, John, are you an RH fan? Have you followed Kevin Steen's career at all? or and Have you got an emotional connection to him like some fans might watching the show? See, with, with Owens a little bit, it's weird for me because I never really, especially now, Ring of Honor is hadn't gotten on TV until the last couple of years, so it always yep. been hard for me to get the eye pay per views or, you know, finding videos around you know decent videos. I know they're all on YouTube now, but he was always one that I I kept tabs on. You know, I wasn't yep. able to really support him by watching the matches, but I was always like trying to stay as up to date as I could what he was doing, who he was feuding with, so on and so forth. But you know, there's a little bit of a connection there, but not as much as any any of the ROH real strong fans would have had with him, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because would have loved to share in that experience. Yeah, um, it's in, yeah, it's an incredible kind of thing, and uh, I think uh, you touched on a really good point there, Aaron, and like like. You know, a good promotion always kind of keeps your, your your fans guessing. A good promotion also books ahead and keeps you enthralled to watch the next television show and the next television show after that. And I think, well, I think we're all in agreement here. I can't wait for next week, uh, for next Thursday night on uh, on NXT to find out what the hell is going on. I mean, and uh, I think Renee Young's going to be sitting down with Kevin Owens regardless of uh, yeah. of what happened. Yeah, and we're going to find out. We're going to get we're going to get a good Kevin Steen promo. Um, I don't. I didn't really have a connection with Kevin Steen. I mean, I I saw him live at the ROH pay per view, uh, I pay per view uh, at WrestleMania 29 weekend. Incredible, incredible performer, and I really got why everyone loved him because I was just surrounded by fans who were just chanting "Kill Steen, Kill," and then saw this amazing match with him against Jay Briscoe, and it's 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 just, it's just emulated from that. And I'm so happy to see some great new stars. They're investing their their stock in, in a great number of talent that's going to really carry the brand and carry them to the next next level. Adeo Tami, Finn Balor. We'll be getting into Finn Balor later on and that crazy kind of get-up that he was in. But, yeah, John, thanks so much for being on the show, bro. Um, just please plug the hell out of where, we're, where we and where me and Aaron are going to be heading and putting our hats on uh, in t- 2015. Main event madness. Give us a little bit of a lowdown of what you guys are up to on that show. 
Well, right now, next Wednesday, um, I believe we're going to be having a longer show. If not, it's going to be up for uh, listen on demand immediately after we record it. We have uh, the owner of Global Force Wrestling, Jeff Jarrett, on our show next Wednesday. Uh, we might do a later show than we normally do. We normally go between 10 and 2. Um, we don't, we don't, we're not going to be starting the interview until about 2 o'clock, so we might be doing a later show. Um, that's pretty much it for the rest of this year. I know there's only like two weeks left of the year, so it's kind of asinine to say it like that. Um, <laughs> we're trying to set some holiday plans coming up for the last couple of shows of the year. Uh, but we have a jam-packed month of January. I don't know if I can go into full hyping mode on this. By all means. But hey, it's, it's, it's um, a new home, so it's all good. January, well, first off, the beginning of January, first and foremost, you guys can check out Aaron and Joel on mainofitmadness.com, their new or their new home that they're going to be featured on each and every week for each and every one of their podcasts that they do. And we're very excited and just really happy to be welcoming them into the mix. You know, it's going to be a really fun time creating some awesome podcasts, some awesome projects um, for you guys to be able to enjoy. Uh, but January 7th, the fir- brand new year, the first show of the year, we're kicking it off. In a big way, Tyrus, or formerly known as Brodus Clay in the WWE, is making his return. The first return interview that we've had on Main Event Madness. We had him back when we were wrestling 365 about six months ago. He's going to be joining us on January 7th. Uh, we're going to have a double interview uh, the week after that. we got David Hero, who's the owner of uh, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. He's co-host of the Pro Wrestling Report. Um, and we're also, his best friend and current TNA agent, Al Snow, is going to be joining us. We're going to be interviewing them both at the same time. And then on the 21st, we got Gunner of TNA. And on the 28th, it's kind of looking like maybe a former WWE and TNA superstar. You guys are going to have to stay tuned to that. Maybe in the beginning of the year, we're going to be revealing that. We have upcoming interviews with J.J. Dillon, uh, Gabe Sapolsky, um, just a few other names really excited you know after that we're going into our year anniversary and we're trying we're discussing some things we're trying to figure out the biggest way we can celebrate our first year anniversary not only with you and or you and aaron but with all the fans as well and of course after that we have our little shindig that we're going to be going to and that's wrestlemania 31 live from san jose california that's correct, and uh, I'm going to be there live with John Curry doing some uh, some amazing audio. We're going to try and do some daily audio recaps because we're like I'm going to be going to everything. I've already bought my travel package. We're, we're talking whole, and I think John's on the on the same boat. We've got tickets to the Hall of Fame. We've got tickets to WrestleMania. We've got tickets to the Raw afterwards. I'm going to be going to the Ring of Honor show in uh, in Redwood City, California, on the Friday night of that weekend. So tons of audio coming up and obviously you can follow me at wrestling r break and you can follow aaron at aaron underscore pwp and uh john just throw us your twitter while we're, we're talking twitter how can people reach you on the social media uh you could reach me on twitter by going to at john mem radio and of course al is at al me madness there you go, guys and girls. That's going to be our new home, maineventmadness.com. Um, follow follow both, all of us for more information about how you can find us. We've got a Facebook page and a website in the works that are going to be done by the end of 2015. So it's going to be easy to find shows like this, Wrestling's Week That Was, and Wrestling's Rope Break. But enough uh, plugging and whatnot. John, thanks for very much, so much for being on the show, bro. We're going to be uh, talking to you more often as we go through uh, through the end of this year and next year. So thanks for being on the show. 
Yeah, you guys get to listen to my voice for a while, so I hope you guys don't get too sick of it. But thanks for having me on, guys. You guys kick ass tonight and kick ass on Saturday. Wish I could be on there Saturday. We talked about that, but eh, life happens, you know. So have a great night, guys. Once again, thanks for having me. MadeHimAtBadness.com. Check it out, guys. Take it easy, everybody. Thank- thanks very much, John. Yep. All right, Aaron. So uh, let's just move on with the, with the, uh, with the rest of the show. Um, because there's still a ton to talk about. And by the way, everybody can call in. Like, just like John did, you can call in as we speak, 760-888-5749, wherever you are in the world. It's a plus one if you're calling internationally. Uh, give us a call and tell us what you think, because uh, we are, it's, it's a fully interactive show for the next hour, talking everything NXT TakeOver, our evolution. So let's kind of work backwards, shall we, Aaron? Um where are we? So what? What? So we had the we had the Sami Zayn, uh, Adrian Neville match, and then we had the Sasha Banks versus Charlotte for the NXT Women's Championship. Quick thoughts. What did you think straight off the bat? Um, I felt like the the initial reaction I got from the, these two is that they were intense from the get go. As soon as they got into the ring, they got in each other's faces. I thought, you know, this. And the funniest thing was on Twitter, you know, I was, I was tweeting throughout the night um, at uh, team underscore PWP where, you know, I was saying that this is wrestling. It's not just women's wrestling. This is not, you know, this is not, uh, oh, this is good for a women's match. This was just solid wrestling through, you know, Charlotte and, and Sasha Banks have great chemistry together. I thought they were, um, you know, they, they told a really good story. Sasha was, you know, in control for most of the beginning of the match. Uh, you know, I thought the crowd was nice, to, you know, kind of split 50-50. And let's give it up for the NXT crowd tonight. I mean, they were just oh yes, incredible. I mean, it, just an ECW-type crowd where they were just, you know, in violent, violently passionate and, <laughs> and just incredible. So um, as far as the match goes, though, I thought, you know, I thought Charlotte looked really good. She pulled out a couple of moves that I haven't seen her pull out before, especially that um, that moonsault into a front flip, which was incredible, incredible spot from her. You know, for that for a woman that tall and that lengthy, you know, to be able to do a move like that, which was incredible. Um, but I thought Sasha Banks Sasha Banks looked really good as well, even though she lost clean. I was really happy that we got a clean finish here, especially because I thought you know Becky Lynch was going to get involved or maybe a Bailey heel turn or whatever, but. I'm glad we got a clean finish, um, and it looks like Charlotte's going to be around for a little longer. A lot of people thought Sasha was going to win tonight, and Charlotte was going to move up to the main roster. Um, so that doesn't look like it's going to happen right now. It looks like Charlotte will, you know, be an NXT for a little while longer. I think that's kind of a good thing. I like this. I, I want to see more of this Sasha Banks versus Charlotte feud, and uh, hopefully we get more of it uh, down the line. Well, one thing that just kind of struck me with this match straight away, I totally agree with everything you said in regards to it being a wrestling match and a great, great wrestling match. Um, I just love the aggression, the hard-hitting aggression that these women kind of showed. Just pales in comparison to what we see, again, on the WWE main main roster. And it boggles my mind why why wrestling is embraced on this developmental show, whereas Whatever we see in the Divas division is what is embraced. It's just, it's it's mind-boggling. And I think I don't know if it was Corey Graves or Alex Riley said, you know, you, you, this is the best women's wrestling in the entire world. And it's just like, 
there's such a disconnect between this compared to WWE. And I just like, I don't understand why we can't have this type of divas division on the main roster. Are you telling me that if the woman, like obviously, you know, time timings, all that stuff. And like, you know, not every single divas match is going to get, it's going to get the 15 minutes. I think that Sasha and Charlotte got, but come on. Like it's like, it was so intense and so aggressive and like Charlotte looked great as always, but it was really Sasha Banks's night. Uh, I think we're both mm-hmm. in agreement with that. I think she, she looked really, really great. This is one of these matches where you thought, oh, okay, it's going to be a pretty, pretty match, but, uh, but uh, we just seem to have a, actually have a caller uh, when you're online and I'm just going to bring him up or he or her up right now. Uh, caller, who is this and where are you calling from? Hey guys, uh, this is Toe from PWP. I was one of the hosts on the old shows, and uh, just figured I'd call in and uh, support you guys today. Oh, I appreciate it. appreciate it, Toe. Thanks very much for calling in, bro. Uh, what did you think of NXT Takeover? We're just talking uh, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte for the NXT Women's Championship at the moment. Well, uh, I'm not familiar with NXT. This is really the first time I actually watched it seriously. Uh, I tried to watch it in the past, and. Uh, I noticed earlier, just a few moments ago, you were talking about a, a disconnect, which is one of the reasons why I have not been able to watch NXT, because in the past, um, I gave it a shot about a year ago, and uh, I saw guys like Biggie Langston, guys like Bray Wyatt, guys like, or girls like Emma, and it's like when they go to the main roster, their gimmicks are just, they're not the same, you know, like I don't understand why yep. is Biggie this monster on NXT, but then on the main roster, he's just some generic muscle guy there's just a clear disconnect clearly it's because triple h is in charge of nxt whereas vince mcmahon gets the final product so because of that disconnect i've never really watched nxt seriously but i'm a big kevin steen fan and i heard he was debuting tonight so i decided to give it a shot and uh, even though i had no idea who anybody was all the matches were, were good uh the wrestling was definitely good and for a few moments, yep. it felt like I was watching a Ring of Honor show, and I actually forgot it was a WWE product. So uh, I'd probably have to say my favorite moment of the show was uh, yep. when I'm, – I'm just going to call him Kenta because this is my first time watching NXT, <laughs> so I'm not too familiar <laughs> with the NXT That's names. Cool. But my favorite moment was when Kenta tried to – well, when he teased using the go-to-sleep and the fans just went crazy. I thought that was really cool. I didn't think he was going to actually mm-hmm. use the move with the whole CM Punk thing going on. But – um. Overall, I thought the show was uh, really solid, and, uh, you know, that combined, uh, tonight's show combined with Ring of Honor Final Battle earlier this week and Lucha Underground mm-hmm. from yesterday, I, I kind of feel sorry for TLC. It's going to be very <laughs> underwhelming in comparison. Yeah, you're not the first person to say that. John from uh, Made of It Madness said, said exactly the same thing. It's going to be very hard to follow this show plus all the the rest of the week in uh, pro wrestling. Uh, but my question to you, Toph, is uh, are you going to give NXT another shot now that you've seen NXT take over our evolution? Well, seeing as how this is the end of the year and we're getting ready to start a new year and seeing as how we just have a new NXT champion and Kevin Owens just debuted, I think this is a really good time for me to, you know, start from scratch and uh, basically watch NXT on a regular basis. So um, starting from this point forward, I'm going to start watching NXT every week now, and uh, hopefully uh, next time I call in, I'll know a little bit more about NXT. But uh, I definitely enjoy watching it today. Yeah. 
Awesome. I mean, I think me and Aaron are agreeing. You're going to just find that this is going to help you maybe stay in touch with the WWE uh, product a bit more because this is still a WWE produced show. And, and, and you, be, you do bring up some really good points about there being a disconnect. I find that very, very interesting. Aaron, what's your thoughts on this, this idea of a disconnect kind of created because of uh, these NXT stars going to the main roster and completely kind of missing the boat and what made them popular in NXT? Well, it makes a good point. I mean, you know, when you, when you see a guy in NXT or a diva in NXT and then he comes up to the main, he or she comes up to the main roster, it's, it's a little bit of a different story. You know, Vince puts his spin on it where as Triple H kind of has an idea of what that character should be and then Vince kind of puts his own touch on it because we know that Vince McMahon likes to put his own touch on everything. So I kind of understand that. And like you said, I think this is a perfect time to, to jump into NXT. If you're not a, you know, a diehard NXT fan that you don't watch every week, I think this is the perfect time to, to jump in because I think the, the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn feud that we're going to see, you know, kind of with Adrian Neville maybe mixed into that fold as well, you know, getting his rematch. I think that, you know, that main event scene right now for NXT is going to be incredible, especially with Finn Balor and Hideo Tommy probably moving on as the Ascension go up to the main roster. So, uh, you know, NXT, man, and it's, I think one thing that NXT does for me every week is if, if it, there's, a, like, I think for you, Joel, as well, if there's a bad show, you know, let's say Raw's a dud this week and so is SmackDown, we always have NXT to, to look forward to, always. Every single week, NXT usually, yep. you know, there, there's, a, you know, every maybe every month, uh, one or two months, there's a, you know, a bad show or something like that. But, you know, they always deliver. They, you know, they always give us something to look forward to the next next week or, or down the line. So, um, you know, it, it's, right now it's a better time than any to uh, to jump on the NXT bandwagon. Well, Tove, thanks very much for joining us, bro. I'm so glad that you're actually going to give this show another shot because really, like, I, I, as Aaron said, th- there's so many weeks where WWE just, you watch Raw and it's three hours and you're waiting for the show to finish and you're just like, man, that's just, it's such a long ass show and there's nothing really to look forward to. NXT is the only thing that kind of really look forward to at the moment uh, at, the, at the back end of 2014. Do you have anything you want to plug, by the way, uh, Tove, while, while you're on, 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 online? Oh, no, no plugs. I'm already part of PWP. I just wanted to support you guys. Oh, I, I, pre- I appreciate it, Tove, and uh, be sure to call in next time and uh, have a good evening. And, and, and hey, use the WWE Network. Watch uh, t- uh, NXT TakeOver Fatal 4A. Watch our arrival, uh, the, the other uh, specials, because like, if you're looking for good wrestling shows and you're a bit bored, check out those ones. They're really, really good. All right, you guys have a good one. You, you too, man. Th- thanks for joining us. And by the way, girls, guys and girls, if you're just sitting on the fence and you've got something you want to say, you want to make a point about NXT, give us a call on uh, 760-888-5749 or tweet uh, me at a wrestling break or tweet Aaron at Aaron underscore PWP and we'll, we'll bring you online. We'll, we'll chat some uh, NXT takeover. Um, so, yeah, Sasha versus Charlotte. I mean, what, what star rating did you give that match? Because I, th- I I gave it... I went a bit high on this one. By the end of it, I was out of my seat in this one. I gave it four and a half stars. I was I was very very impressed with these those these ladies like taking something that was just a standard kind of mid card feud and really delivering a semi main event quality match. What did you give it? So I you're right with me. I give it a four and a half stars. At this point, after this match was done, I thought this was the match of the night so far. Besides the main event, I think this match had everything a, a divas program should be on the main roster even a, a, a men's program this had every little aspect you wanted in good women's wrestling and good wrestling in general 
So, I mean, I, I really tip my cap to Charlotte and Sasha Banks for putting on a, an incredible match. Absolutely. Um, so then we moved on. We actually had a Roman Reigns interview. We can just talk about very, very briefly. It was, I, I, at first I was kind of wondering what the hell was going on, why was he on the show? Got a mixed reaction show off the bat, and that shows you that uh, <laughs> NXT fans were not really wanting anyone uh, WWE orientated <laughs> on this show, except for like, you know, legends like Ric Flair. And, but I did like the tie-in. The fact that he's kind of kind of promoted himself on NXT to be the first ever NXT alumni to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I thought that was kind of cool. What did you think? Wow. Um, I mean, you know, there was reports that Roman Reigns was taking acting lessons with uh, Howard Fine and, you know, working on his promo skills and his craft. And it, it really didn't come across uh, tonight in that interview. I mean, he came off generic. He came off very very just an odd tone and awkward and i don't know it was just something about that that interview that just rubbed me the wrong way i just didn't feel like it was appropriate it didn't feel like it was necessary i didn't understand why he was there you know and i understand the nxt fans kind of starting to boo a little bit when they saw him because they, they just wanted their nxt guys they didn't care about anything else they just want to see their their guys so um I just felt like it was misplaced, kind of, you know, odd and, and awkward, and I just didn't, didn't like it too much. It, he, he didn't come across genuine. It came off very robotic, and, and he was, like, literally reading all the script, and it was just, I didn't like it very much. Yeah. Uh, again, a little bit of a disconnect at that moment, but I, I did like the premise of it, and I... I want Roman Reigns to succeed. I think he's got he's got something. He, the look, his music, he's got something. And I just really kind of hope that uh, he stays on track and doesn't get discouraged. And I don't think he's going to get discouraged this time time around next year. I mean, like I think he's going to be very well established after WrestleMania 31. And he's hoping that the fans get on board because if he's not on, if they're not on board behind him versing Brock Lesnar for the World Championship, which is what I predict, it's going to be a bit ugly. But uh, yeah. moving on. Hideo Tommy and Finn Balor versus the Ascension. Let's just get let's just get this straight out of the way. What, Aaron? What did you think of Finn Balor's uh, new uh, ring attire? Let's just say that. Well, once again, I don't like to pat myself on the back, but after the show, it looks like I kind of do. But I predicted this was one of my predictions in my article that Finn Balor would break out some body paint and come out as one of those characters. So. I think this is what he was missing. Like we talked about on uh, Wrestling's Week that was, there's something odd about his entrance, and it was just something odd about him in general that, that hasn't really connected with the fans yet. Tonight, he found that missing link. The, the body paint is what he was missing. Now, I don't think he should break it out every week. I think only for special occasions or pay-per-views, um, he should break that kind of thing out. But I thought it was cool, you know, different kind of look to his entrance. You know, they did the kind of the flickering lights and, even my brother, who's not a big NXT fan, he watches, you know, once in every couple, you know, weeks or, or just these big events. He was like, who the heck is this guy? And I was like, oh, well, this is Finn Balor. You know, he's pretty famous worldwide. You know, he's, he's, and he's like, what's with the face paint? I said, oh, well, that's kind of something he does for special <laughs> occasions. And, you know, the, especially when he was, like, kind of slithering around the, the ring and stuff, my brother was just wondering what the heck is going on. But after he saw him wrestle... He, he, and I quote, he said, this guy is going to be time. And, you know, <laughs> how can you argue with that? So I thought Finn Balor came across really well. I felt like Hideo Tommy came across pretty well as well with, with his new, his new ring gear. Uh, you know, and like uh, Tofa was kind of saying that he kind of uh, teased the, the GTS, which the fans are going crazy for. 
Um, I thought the Ascension looked really good. I felt like they kind of did a, a nice job of putting these two over. And of course, th- there was reports that, and you know, if you don't want to hear spoilers, and you know, lower your radio or whatever. But um, the Ascension apparently was uh, they, there was a little promo for SmackDown that, that they're like debuting or whatever. So um, they're obviously on their way up. So I, I thought they did a nice job of putting the, the new guys over. I thought the ending was really solid. I felt like they got off to a little bit of a slow start, but the NXT crowd kind of pushed them back into it, which I felt like the NXT crowd did that for a lot of matches where they kind of let, they got the wrestlers really comfortable uh, with their match. So I felt like this match overall was pretty solid. Yeah, I give it three and a half stars. I think this is a really kind of good mid mid card kind of like mid show kind of match. I mean, if if you want to ask what ask me what I think about the Finn Balor's ring attire, I mean, the guy's got an amazing physique, and he, and he looks fantastic, and he's got a good swagger to him when he comes to the ring. I, the, when he said that he would like he, he's going to show the Ascension something that they've never seen before, I was thinking, God, he's going to do some crazy spot like athletic spot where he kills them both with a move or something. And I was like, I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, I think with what you say, Aaron, with it being a special attraction, a special occasion that he wears a attire, I'm fine with it, but this better not be Finn Balor from here on in. Cause it's just, I just, it looks cool. Don't get me wrong, but again, we're kind of asking what, why is, why is he wearing this stuff? I mean, again, I'll, I'll give the announcers, the announce team, a great pat on the mm-hmm. back. They explained it. They gave it some kind of substance that, you know, like the fact that he's he's very artistic. And yeah, and I think Corey Graves is saying, I know him very well. And like, this is way of him expressing himself. I'm like, okay, well, that at least gives him a reason for like, doing what he's doing. Uh, Hideo Itami... Well, he looks like he looks like a guy that's like just come off like Dragon Ball Z with that stupid gi. I don't know. It's kind of like yeah, it just doesn't really kind of connect with me. But the match itself, I give the match a whole lot of credit. I think this was uh, the Ascension's best match to date. I'm not really a big Ascension fan. I've never really been a big Ascension fan. Sorry, Bill Shannon, if you are listening, because I know you are a massive uh, uh, Ascension fan. But I think this match was just really, really well done. Ascension looked great. They, they, they. It was good to see Kenta sell for a good period of time. Really, a great build to that, uh, to that, that final hot tag with Finn Balor. They teased it over and over and over again. The fans were just chomping at the bit to get Balor in there. And hey, when Balor was in there, he was, a, he was in a very impressive uh, performer on NXT Takeover. And hey, it was obvious that obviously that this match was meant to look, make uh, Finn Balor look good. I don't know. What do you think Hideo Itami's future is going to be after this match? Do you think it's time to break this team up? Do you think they go for the tag titles? What's your, what's your thoughts? Well, uh, you know, I, I originally thought this group um, with these two together was going to overshadow Hideo Itami, and I think they've kind of done that, which is kind of – I don't think that's in their, their intention. Yes. I think they obviously want to, you know, put these both of these guys in the best position to, to succeed, but I feel like he is getting overshadowed by Finn Balor. So I think the – you know, and I – it's really tough because I don't really see a, uh, a reason to have them go after the tag titles because of the Lucha Dragons. If the Bond villains would have won, which we'll talk about later, um, then I could definitely see that. But I don't know what kind of story you can you can give us where Finn Balor and Hideo Tommy go after the Lucha Dragons. I don't really see how that works. So, you know, maybe these two go at each other. Maybe Hideo kind of gets sick of Finn overshadowing him or whatever. Maybe they build some storyline between the two. Who knows? But... 
Um, like you've said, you know, Hideo kind of has been getting overshadowed by Finn, and I don't know if that's by, you know, by reason or, you know, it just he doesn't, he's not coming across as well as he should have, you know, when they signed him and they, they made a big deal out of it. So um, we'll see what these two uh, do in the future. But um, I, I think they both have incredible potential, and I think they, they're both great talents. So. I think so too. And I think I kind of disagree with you. I think I think the natural progression is for them to wrestle for the tag titles. Again, you don't have to have babyface versus heel every single time. And I think this is going to be an occasion where we're going to see uh, babyface versus babyface. And if they do a good job of building that up, Lucha Dragons versus Kenta and... Uh, uh, Kenta and Finn Balor. I think that's going to be a great, great match. What do you think about uh, what do you think about the Ascension and Finn Balor? Everybody, did did you like the match? Did you hate the match? Give us a call on seven six zero triple eight five seven four nine, and and give me your two two cents on this match plus the rest of the show. We're going to be uh, on air for the next forty five minutes, so get your call in as you can. Uh, you can also tweet us at Wrestling R Break. That's my Twitter, or you can. Tweet Aaron at AaronPWP um, and, and give us your thoughts on this pay-per-view because uh, I think the, the consensus is in. This is a freaking awesome, awesome pay-per-view. Uh, so we move on for, to, to the with, with the whole show. We got uh, Baron Corbin versus Ty Dillinger. I think that was the next match. Is that, is that right, Aaron? Yep, you're correct. That's right. I was just so happy to see Ty Dillinger on the show. I think Ty Dillinger and Jason Jordan are an awesome tag team. And I think Ty Dillinger is kind of like the, the 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 lifeblood of that tag team. So it was good to see him on the show, even if it was in a squash match. But obviously the big the big story coming out of this uh, match was the uh, impending confrontation between uh, Cor- uh, Baron Corbin and Bull Dempsey. What did you think about uh, the, the very simple but uh, effective uh, kind of segment involving the two of them? One thing I did really like about this was that they kind of broke the, the counting thing with, with Baron Co- Corbin. You know, you saw the NXT crowd start to count, and then they got disappointed that they realized that they were actually going to get somewhat of a, a match from Baron Corbin. So um, I kind of like that. I like that they kind of broke that, that, that streak or that whatever they're doing with the seconds. I think that's smart because now you can actually invest in Baron Corbin as a, a talent instead of having him come out and squash guys every week. So I'm excited for Bull Dempsey versus Baron Corbin. I think that that matchup, you know, with those two colliding will be great. Um, and I think, you know, Ty Jones, Ty Jones are getting some rub on this show as well, which is really nice. Um, but all in all, I think, you know, I just don't, I don't see how somebody, a casual fan like my brother, like or like Tulsa that's supposed to believe that Bull Dempsey, this guy that, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of Bull Dempsey, but this guy that looks kind of average and doesn't really look like a superstar is supposed to, you know, go up against this guy that has been beating guys in 15 seconds every week and is almost seven foot tall and, and looks like this, this monster. So that might be a little bit of a disconnect. I don't know how they're going to, you know, work that, but um, I'm interested to see how they, um, how they go together. I'm a huge fan of Baron Corbin. Um, have been ever since I saw his amazing entrance i think his entrance is one of the best things in wrestling i love it i think it's stoic it's very it just screams look at me i love the spotlight thing he walks through the spotlight and the blinding white light as he comes down he's just he just got something about him obviously we haven't seen very much of him in ring wise and that's gonna come and i i think i i like your point about the fact that they're trying to kill that counting gimmick it's cool from an independent promotion kind of scene but 
Like, it, eventually this guy's going to have to have long matches if he's going to move up to the main roster. And we are watching NXT. We are watching a developmental territory. And, and we don't want to see Baron Corbin go out to the main roster and, ha- and not really have uh, matches where he's gone long with, like, good superstars. So, you know, like, I'm fine with them cutting that up. But again, like, the, the, I think the running the running theme with this show is that nothing in this show was over overbooked it was never nothing was complex it was all straightforward pro wrestling and i think baron corbin versus bull dempsey is just a pure example of that all they've done is just walk past each other they try to up up, up one up one each other you know in matches and see how quickly they can beat guys and tonight all we got was a more stoic kind of like stare down between the two of them I loved it. I think it was great. I'm looking forward to these two clashing, you know? And uh, obviously there's not really much we can say with star ratings for this match, but it was it served a purpose from the show. Again, like the Kevin Owens thing at the end, it made you want to see what's going to happen next with these guys. They didn't give you the payoff straight away like a WWE show does after like, you know, a few weeks. They just throw the match on, on pay-per-view because they need something to fill up the show. NXT's taking their time with this. And I think if they continue doing what they're doing, I think Baron Corbin versus Bull Dempsey is going to be a very marketable uh, match for the future. So uh, that's what I thought. But um, I want to just bring up a, a very quick point that uh, was going through the show. What did you think of uh, the uh, little vignettes? Well, not the vignettes, but the, the, the interviews of Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville cross done with like them training in the corner. What, what, what did you think of that? Little, like, cause I've never, I've never seen that in WWE at, at the moment, but I thought it was a really cool effective way of getting the uh, main event program over. I thought it was incredible. I think, you know, and I think those, those little things like that make people invested into, into that feud. I mean, you know, like someone like Toph who, who hasn't been watching NXT for, you know, a little while or hasn't really committed to it. He knows the story, you know, just watching the show. He knows the story of Sami Zayn. He knows the story of, of Adrian Neville. He understands what, what they're, what, why they're feuding and why they're going at it and why Sami Zayn's putting his clinical career on the line. So I think that's something that they need to adopt on the main roster. And, and you made a really good point about everything on this show kind of filled a purpose. There were six matches total. You know, really five and a half if you want to count the Baron Corbin match. Five and a half matches total on this card in two hours. Two hours of content, only five matches. I mean, that's that's unbelievable to think that, you know, they can put five matches together, fill two hours of content, and, you know, a legitimate two hours. I mean, the commercial breaks were, what, 15 seconds of a quick spot on the WWE Network? So they, they filled a legit two hours. And everything on this show filled a purpose. Everything was there was no fat. There was there was nothing to be trimmed. There was no filler spots, no filler anything. Everything served a purpose, and I think that's one of the biggest you know uh, pats on the back we can give to NXT and, and the people that book it. Absolutely. Yep. It, it, again, I think we say it's Triple H, but it's also Dusty Rhodes. Uh, I think Dusty mm-hmm. Rhodes is, is the main agent there too, and obviously he and Triple H are just really well in sync. And if this is a sign of things to come when Vince uh, Minsk Man finally hangs up his hat, like I've said many, many weeks in a row, I mean we've got something to really look forward to. But uh, uh, this uh, <laughs> this uh, Corbin and uh, this Corbin and Ty Dillinger match was followed by a TLC promo, and I just I wish they had the crowd. 
uh, kind of mic'd for that because I can only imagine how much people didn't care about this because <laughs> I talk about talk about a disconnect. I was watching this promo and I was just like, "What the hell? Who gives an absolute crap about what we're watching here?" <laughs> but uh, moving on, Ford uh, Villains versus the Lucha Dragons uh, for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, obviously, the Lucha Dragons went over with a clean, decisive win on the Ward Villains. Aaron, mm-hmm. first up, what did you think of that, this match? I, I thought out of all the matches that were scheduled for the show, as far as the four, there were really four matches that were promoted and, and kind of sold for the show. I thought this one underachieved the most. I thought this match could have been a lot better. Don't get me wrong, the match was good. I, I just think they got off to a really slow start. Um, there was really no flow to the match. There was a couple, you know, mistakes from the villains on a couple of occasions. I mean, it was just, I'm nitpicking. Like I said, this show is incredible. But as far as all the matches on this show, this one kind of underachieved the most for me. Um, I think the NXT crowd, once again, was incredible with a couple of chants. Um, and I think... Chivalry. The chivalry, um, put your dukes up. Um, just a bunch of great stuff. I mean, the the, the gimmick for the Vaudevillains is incredible. I just think they have that gimmick has so much uh, to offer as far as the fans in NXT and the main roster. Um, but you know, the Lucha Dragons winning makes sense. I thought the Vaudevillains, as far as how much WWE has been pushing them with the vignettes and and kind of rebooting this these characters, I was surprised they didn't win. But I understand why the Lucha Dragons retained. You know, they just recently won the last. Um, last whatever pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it for for NXT. So I understand why it makes sense, and uh, you know I don't I don't think this is the last we've seen of these two uh, teams going at it. I think we'll see them again. Uh, before I give my thoughts in, I, I, as I've said the whole way through, we are completely interactive tonight. So give us a call on seven six zero triple eight five seven four nine. And give give us your two cents on everything NXT Takeover Our Evolution. We're going to be here for the next like thirty six minutes talking everything NXT and maybe a little bit of uh, other pro wrestling news afterwards. But uh, um, my thoughts on this match, I think you you just hit the nail on the head in regards to it underachieving. This was every kind of Lucha Dragons t- uh, TV match that we've seen in the last few weeks. Uh, the, the the hot tag sequence was almost identical to what we've seen before. Uh, um, uh, Kalisto gets the hot tag. He got, he runs wild. He does an outside spot. He brings the other guy that hasn't been hit in the ring, and he hits his finisher and wins. Uh, I think that's pretty. It's becoming a bit formulaic. I mean, I, I think two weeks ago on the show I commented about how uh, they have nailed like that like uh, the Lucha Dragons have nailed the TV uh, tag team championship match. Uh, formula for the for t- TV, but on pay per view, you know, we expected something a little bit more. I was expecting maybe a kick out, maybe a, a few more near falls at the end to kind of, uh, you know, sell this to be a bit more of a special match. I mean, uh, the fans were having fun though. I mean, the the, the NXT crowd. Um, I wrote an article a while back saying that fans really make moments bigger than they are. And uh, the Attitude Era is a huge example of that. And tonight, NXT, obviously, like the action wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad match, but at the same time, uh, it wasn't anything that kind of blew anyone's socks off. But that crowd makes you care just that little bit more. So, mm-hmm. uh, so kudos for the NXT crowd in regards to that. I gave it two and a, two and three quarter stars. I mean, it was a solid match. Uh, what did you think about it? I give it a three. I, I was a little more generous because I thought, you know, and that's a good point. They they never really gave us a moment that we were like, oh, you know, we never really 
pop for anything during that match. So, like you said, and I kind of am, I'm comparing the Lucha Dragons to a little bit of the Usos from the main roster as far as a very formulaic match. You know, they have their high spots, but the same. It's the same thing every week. You know, I love the Usos. I love everything they do, but they've become a little more formulaic, similar to the Lucha Dragons. So they need to do something to kind of freshen up a little bit or, or do something we haven't really seen or, you know, kind of, because they're already starting to get old. And, you know, the Ascension were tag team champions for over a year. So that just goes to show, you know, that they they plan on giving their tag team champions a long run. So they have to be they have to start doing something differently if they want to continue with the tag titles. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, the focus is Kalisto for this team. You know, the Lucha Dragons, it's all about Kalisto, and it should be. And uh, I've been a big advocate for Kalisto. I think this guy... Give him his tag team championship reign with Simkara, break them off, and then have him go for the NXT championship. I think he, he is a natural fit for that Rey Mysterio role on the main roster. Yeah. He talks well. His English is good. He's incredibly agile and quick. I think maybe, maybe even more athletic than uh, Rey Mysterio. I mean, obviously, he's a he's an upgraded version of that Lucha style. You know, like the, the, the more the years have gone on, the more flips and dives we've seen from these uh, luchas. So I really do hope uh, Kalisto kind of makes that that transition really, really well. But obviously, we'll see. Uh, time will tell in that regards. And finally, we have uh, Kevin Owens' debut uh, into NXT. Obviously, uh, his debut wasn't just this match. It was obviously involving that awesome post-match uh, attack on uh, Sami Zayn. I'm just thinking about it, just flashed through my mind how good that was and how well, like, how much do you want to see that come come full circle in, in the coming weeks? But Kevin's own debut, like, what do we think about his in-ring debut, uh, Aaron? I thought it was great. I mean, it was an amazing way to start the show. Uh, the fans were, <laughs> the fans went nuts when when he came out and, and the coolest thing about it was Kevin Owens kind of got emotional. He started crying a little bit at the top of the, the ramp. You could kind of see his eyes watering, and even the announcers made a point of it. I think that was really good, you know, because it, it's something, you know, he, he's been promoting the, in his promos the last couple of weeks where, you know, this is it. This is his shot. He wants to make it big, and this is his final, you know, chance, really. So I think that, that was a really nice touch. Um, I saw like C.J. Parker being the, the squasher or the squash E in this match was – uh, really perfect because everyone hates C.J. Parker, so it was you know a perfect person to put him against. Um, I thought Graves on commentary during this match was really good. Um, I felt like him getting busted open was um, a nice touch. Obviously, it wasn't on purpose, but um, it was just a nice touch. It fit the it fit the atmosphere and what Kevin Owens is all about. Um, and those last two moves from Kevin Owens was incredible. That kind of uh, gut wrench, you know, drop on his knee thing, and then the power bomb I thought was really cool. Um, so everything about this Kevin Owens debut I thought was good. I thought he came off really hot. You know, he, he, the fans were completely behind him, and you know, and I, and once again I'm gonna pat myself on the back, but I said that they would start him early in the show and, and bring him back later, and they did just that. Yeah, I, doubt, I doubted you. I thought they were going to go for a bit more of a babyface run, but an incredibly well-done swerve. Um, obviously, just talking about it very briefly, like it still gives the character substance, you know? And I think that's really, really, really good. Like, you know, we know he's family. We know he's got a family. We know he's got his association with all these other wrestlers. And that's just only going to pay dividends 
for this character moving forward. He has a background. He has a story. He's already going to tell, and he loves to fight. I'm pretty sure Finley got himself over in 2006 by just having the same kind of character. I love to fight and I love to prove myself and I love competition. It's an easy character to kind of like relate to. Who can't? He looks like he looks like the everyday man, but now you know, obviously, we're, we're left wondering why he did what he did. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be a great time for next Thursday on NXT. But as far as the match goes, I mean, I like the fact that the fans embraced Kevin Owens for Kevin Owens. There was no Kevin Steen chant. They went straight to the chance for Kevin Owens. That is great because, like, the worst thing you would want is that kind of like start them off with the, oh yeah, everyone's associating with the Kevin Steen character from Ring of Honor. Uh, I didn't. I, I, it's, yeah, it's kind of unusual because I thought the NXT crowd more than any other crowd would be like all over him calling him Kevin Kevin Steen, and that was good. Uh, obviously, they're embracing the character early. Uh, I can't complain with that. And yes, the blood was just perfectly. It was perfect for. I don't know if it was like done on purpose. Who knows if it was or what? It wasn't within the ring, but hopefully Kevin Owens doesn't get any slack for it. But it does tie in with who, what Kevin Steen was all about. He's a brawler. He's in, been in so many brawls in Ring of Honor. You can't even count them on on uh, you know ten hands. You know he's been in so many brawls. He's bloody. So yeah, I mean, like it was a great start for his career. Obviously, it's it's onward and upward. Um, but yeah, I, I gave it two and three quarter stars. I mean, it's a squash match, and I just really, really loved it. Great start for the show, and uh, and then that's that, that. That's NXT Takeover, guys and girls. And but uh, at the same time, we're going to just chat here for a little bit. Uh, you can give us a call on seven six zero triple eight five seven four nine. What did you think of the show? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Are we being too nice? Was there some things that uh, that other fans didn't like about the show? Uh, give us your thoughts. You can tweet us at Wrestling R Break, capital W, capital R, capital B, or you can tweet Aaron at Aaron underscore PWP and tell us what you think about the show. But uh, moving forward now, Aaron, now that NXT TakeOver is in the books, what are we in store for up and down the card? What matchups are we going to see? Are we going to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the NXT Championship? Are we going to, who, who's going to challenge for the NXT Tag Team Champions next? How are they going to move forward from NXT TakeOver our Evolution? Um, well, as far as the world title or the NXT title is concerned, I think we'll see a rematch for uh, Adrian Neville and Sami Zayn possibly next week or the week after. Um, I think Steen will be involved, but I don't know how quickly he gets a match. Because, uh, you know, one thing we didn't mention is William Regal kind of came out right after Owens uh, attacked Sami Zayn and kind of pushed him away and maybe Regal kind of gets involved as saying that, you know, Owens hasn't really earned it yet or whatever. So that's interesting to kind of tie in there. Um for the for for Charlotte and, and the Divas, you know, division, I think the, this feud continues with Sasha Banks. I think we'll see it again. Um I think Bailey might get involved or maybe they add a wrinkle where it's a triple threat match or something like that. Um, as far as the tag titles, I think once again, I think we'll see something of the same. I think the Vaudevillains and Lucha Dragons go again. Um, if not, then like you said, uh, Hideo, Tommy, and Finn Balor making their push toward the tag team titles would be um, very interesting as well. Um, Baron Corbin and Bull Dempsey, of course, that collision's bound to happen very soon. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's pretty much it. And, and th- I, I say that like it's not a lot, but that's that's a lot of interesting, well-developed feuds for, you know, the road to WrestleMania as we go past TLC and into the Royal Rumble. 
NXT will kind of be running alongside it as, you know, with all these great programs. Yeah, it's it's all well structured and everything's kind of tie into the next special, uh, which will happen happen next year. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much to look forward to. And one thing I just love about this this promotion, there's so many matches and matchups that we haven't seen yet that are going to be money when we see them. We've got Finn Balor there. I want to see Finn Balor versus uh, Adrian Neville. Uh, spoiler alert, we actually might have Finn Balor and uh, and Adrian Neville uh, in our weekly visit to the vault on Wrestling's Week that was on Saturday. So check that match out uh, uh, if you can. If you, ha- if you haven't seen it already, we'll wait for our analysis and we'll talk about how good that kind of, kind of match was back in the day. Uh, you know, like there's so many – like my mind's racing right now with what we could see in that ring. And, and what feuds could be around it. And that's the thing. I have faith that this promotion that's run by Triple H is going to go forward and deliver. If not, they're going to just do, they're still going to do a solid job and it's going to be well thought out and well planned. You know, I, I have faith that they know what they're doing. Uh, and with that talent pool, like who can't, who can't wait to see some of these matches? What match are you kind of looking forward to now, Aaron, now? That uh, NXT takeover is out of the way. Like, what matchup like, you can think of would be fantastic going into 2015? Well, I'd, I'd love to see eventually see um, Finn Balor and Hideo Tommy eventually. Maybe one of them turns on the other, or they decide to you know have a friendly kind of feud or whatever. Whatever the case may be, I'm really interested to see that feud or that match happen sometime at NXT. Um, and of course, the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match. I mean. Those two outside of NXT have put together amazing matches, amazing rivalry. Um, so, you know, that's obviously something that everyone wants to see as far as feud goes or a program between uh, Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn. Yeah, and uh, it, uh, Sami Zayn and uh, Adrian Neville were on Triple H, uh, sorry, Triple H's podcast. They were on Chris Jericho's podcast uh, last week. And I was very interested to hear, like, you know, Sami Zayn has wrestled all over the world, and he's wrestled in so many different matches. And he's kind mm-hmm. of been able to like, – I think there's he was talking about one time where he wrestled at a campsite. No ring, just at a campsite, and did a whole uh, match, all like hardcore match wrestling all over this campsite. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's great to see that, like, we'll see a different side of Sami Zayn if Kevin Owens is going to challenge him straight off the bat because, you know, Kevin Owens is a brawler. Um, at the same time, like just thinking about it right now, I, I hope that they don't go straight to Kevin Owens straight away because, you know, Sami Zayn's got that championship run that deserves more time. He deserves to sit there with the championship, just like uh, Adrian Neville did. And and if if the history of NXT, the new NXT, is anything to go by, I think we're going to have uh, an NXT champion that's going to be there for a while. I mean, like Adrian Neville had a length, lengthy championship reign. Seth Rollins had the, a very lengthy championship reign. I think Big E was in the same boat. You know, so, you know, it's, it's something really to look forward to. But uh, any final thoughts on uh, NXT TakeOver before we kind of wrap things up here, Aaron? Um, yeah, just a couple of things. Uh, one thing I found funny was uh, while on Twitter, I um, I saw a Triple H tweet that he uh, he posted saying, um, and quote, uh, can anyone help me out? I'm looking for, a, I'm missing a whole box of brass rings, which was a really nice little comment from him as far as, you know, of course, the, <laughs> the infamous, the now infamous uh, Vince McMahon podcast from with Steve Austin. And he's completely right. I mean, this entire roster 
just tore the house down. And that's one of the points my brother actually texted me and said that the reason this show is so good that he, you know, he rarely watches and he could see it instantly. As soon as he started watching, he could see that the show was going to be good and that it was, it was good as watching as he was watching it is that they're all hungry. They all want to be good. They all want to grab that, you know, quote unquote brass ring and they all want to be great and they want to put together a good product. And that's something key. When, when we talk about WWE's competition or, or raw, the main roster's competition, you better believe that this Sunday at TLC, every single one of the superstars performing this Sunday watched NXT and was like, "Holy crap, we've got to we've got to perform. We've got to we've got to go out and prove that we're better. We we're the main roster, not them." So I think that's something when people talk about WWE's competition or the main roster's competition, I think that would be a perfect way to kind of. Uh, get them motivated. So, you know, have Vince go, go in the locker room and say, you guys are going to be punked by, by the NXT de- developmental guys. Like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. a great way for, for great competition in between. And, you know, I'm just excited. I mean, it's just a great show tonight. And, you know, just putting together such a amazing product um, on the WWE Network. Just looking through Twitter as uh, we're just wrapping things up here, uh, Triple H also posted a uh, Instagram photo of him with uh, Hideo Itami and, and Finn Balor, and asking, "Is there any questions?" And it's a really great photo of them doing the click sign, like they did when they all came together. And uh, Jim Ross replied, "Is this actually Jim Ross?" Oh, it's actually not Jim Ross, but anyway, <laughs> I thought it was actually Jim Ross, but it actually isn't. But uh, excuse, that's, we're not going to say that. But there's some great tweets out there, some really great photos. Uh, one with Triple H and Sami Zayn uh, coming together with Zayn holding the championship. Uh, social media is a buzz right now, and uh, you should definitely get on Twitter and check out some of these tweets. It's, it's been an incredible night of wrestling. Uh, uh, the, the lead from uh, WrestleZone.com goes, "That's it for me, guys. What an incredible night!" If you didn't like that, I don't know what you're a fan of, but it ain't wrestling. And I think that kind of sums up what kind of night we've seen of pro wrestling uh, greatness. And I really do hope that uh, the the in-ring talent steps it up and gives us a good show at, at TLC. As I said, to, I said as I said before, like, and I've always said about WWE right now, the talent pool isn't a problem. The talent pool is probably one of the strongest we've seen in a while. You know, you got you got Dean Ambrose, you got Seth Rollins, you know, uh, Cesaro, you got Ziggler, you got all these great wrestlers. Daniel Bryan, when he comes back, it's a great talent pool of wrestlers. It, we just need to sync up the talent pool with some great solid booking. And NXT is a great example of the booking. I mean, it just needs to be simple. It doesn't need to change the wheel. We don't need to see the first ever every single week. We don't need to throw uh, one-on-one matches that we haven't seen before on free TV. Uh, like we saw, well, we'll talk about this on Saturday with Wrestling's Week, that was. Uh, we don't need to see Eric Rowan versus Luke Harper for the first time and have it just lead to another feud. You know, that makes no sense. That's so short-sighted. We need to start building towards things in the future. And it's not hard. It's not hard. This show is a great example of simple booking. It's simple all the way through, but it keeps everyone glued to the, glued to the screen. So um, I guess, like, yeah, that's all we have time for tonight, guys. Thanks for, for everyone who uh, joined in on the show. We are going to be back uh, for Wrestling's Week that was the, the normal uh, wrestling this week that was this Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. 
uh, on Blog Talk Radio and PWP Radio. Obviously, as uh, John Curry uh, alluded to early in the show, we are going to be moving to wrestling uh, to uh, maineventmadness.com. Uh, the best way to stay in touch with this show and with anything else that's going to be coming out for for our uh, for our brand, uh, follow me on Twitter at Wrestling Armbreak and follow Aaron at Aaron underscore PWP. Uh, that's the best way to kind of stay in touch with us. And as we said, we've got a website coming up. We've got a Facebook page coming up. We'll be plugging that like crazy when everything gets set up. But uh, thank you very much for everyone for enjoying uh, this show. We, we loved it. I hope you loved it too. Uh, and you'll see us on the next Wrestling's Week that was. That will be on Saturday at 3 p.m. this week. So thanks very much for joining us. <laughs>